longing and longing uh, to, to make our plans. And we can't make plans properly. It really kind of gets to us, doesn't it? Um, uh, you know, we, 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 we just long now, don't we? We long for these things to be over. We long not to wear a mask. Hands up here. You, you, oh, it'd be great, but you don't have to wear a mask. You know, long to go where I want to go and not be told I can't go here, there, and everywhere. Long to go with as many people and meet up with lots of people. Long to, who longs for a hug? <laughs> oh, maybe hey, we just talked about touch, didn't we? Who longs for a hug? Just, just we want these sort of things. But lockdown is constraining us. You know, we, we can't make these, these plans. And uh, we, we thank God that uh, a vaccine is on the horizon. Um, we, we do genuinely thank God. It could be many months away. Uh, and, and we still we're longing for this thing to be over. Um, but what about today? What about now? Um, we sh- shouldn't we be living in the moment? What's God saying to me now, today, in spite of all these constraints that we are living in? And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying planning is wrong. I'm not saying that at all. It's good to plan. God has plans. We, we're well, well aware of that wonderful scripture. Everyone quotes it. It's a great scripture, isn't it, in Jeremiah uh, 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for the future. And these words were spoken to the nation of Israel when they were in exile in Babylon. And, you know, things were, things were really tough them weren't they no doubt this this nation of israel they longed just longed to be out of captivity they longed to be back in their in their in their homes and in their home cities they longed to be back in the temples worshiping god the way they always worship god oh when are we going to get free of these 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 things you know that that same sense of being constrained and restricted and not life not being how life should be i'm sure the, the children of israel when God said, I know the plans I have for you, I'm sure that's what they were feeling. But what did God say to them? Well, this is what God said just before. He said, well, I, I know the plans I've got for you. He says this. He says, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried off into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage, so they, they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. In other words, what God was saying is, look, I know you're in exile, but live, live now. Live now. Uh, why? Because I know the plans I have for you. You know, we can live for today, we can live for now because our future are in God's wonderful, wonderful hands. And the trouble is, when, when all of our attention, all of our longing and all of our hopes is all about the future, all about wanting things to change, you know, uh, we, 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 we forget that there's a here and now, a beautiful today that God wants us to get the most of. So uh, it's interesting, you know, that even though um, God did rescue the nation of Israel from Babylon, uh, it wasn't long before they found themselves in captivity again. 
and captivity again and captivity again after the Babylonians it was the, the Persians after the Persians it was the Greeks after the Greeks it was the Romans all because you know I think that they just didn't get it they, they you know they, they always sort of longing for something they're always in rebellion and they somehow didn't work out how to live day by day pleading the Lord so when you, by the time you get into the New Testament the time of Jesus where are they? Okay, they're in their homeland, but they're, they're held captive again by the Romans, by all the laws and things that the Romans put in place, all the heavy taxes that they had to pay to the Romans. And so what were they thinking? Oh, God, you know, when can things get back to normal? God, when can we, set, we set, be set free from, uh, from these Romans who are lording things over us? Lord, when, when can it be all normal again? It's just life was just not what they wanted, how they wanted it to be. And um, of course they were looking for a warrior, a messiah to come and rescue them. So they kind of got it all worked out in their mind about how the future was going to turn out and how they were going to be rescued. Because it, it wasn't a warrior messiah that came and set them free, was it? You know, with, with big wars and spears and goodness knows what. Uh, Jesus came on a donkey, which is what we're all thinking about at this time over Christmas. And we get this beautiful scripture in Luke chapter 4, verses 16 to 21. And uh, it says this, said Jesus, he went to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And on the Sabbath day, he went into a synagogue, as was his custom. And he stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. And unrolling it, he found the place where it's written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And then he rolled the scroll back up and he gave it back to the attendants and he sat down and the eyes of everyone, picture the eyes of everyone in the synagogue, synagogue were fastened on him. And I've put in brackets, what's he going to say next? You can just feel that, you know, that moment. You know, what's he going to say? And what does he say? He says this, he began saying to them, today, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Do you hear that? Today, Jesus is there, in, in there, and say, today this scripture is fulfilled. It's, it's scripture of good news, you know, setting the captives free, you know, helping the poor and the blind to see. It's today, it's happening. Could they see it? No. They couldn't see, they couldn't see what was right in front of their eyes because they were looking beyond for something that actually, you know, God, God hadn't planned for them. There was something there for them today. Of course, you know, Jesus is gone and, and we're here. And, you know, it's still today. And the Spirit of the Lord that was on Jesus is on you and is on me. To set the captives free. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. To put things right. To open the eyes of the blind. You know, that same Spirit is on you and me, and it's today. Today, do you get that word? Today. And, you know, we often spend time, don't we, on our knees praying for some great revival. And I'm not, pray, I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for revival. We should pray for revival. You know, it's, it's right that we pray for revival. It's, it's right that we pray. God, will the church just raise up? Will it the church step up and step out and be the church, God, that you've called it to, called it to be? These are great prayer, prayers. 
God, will you heal our land? God, will you will you bring righteousness upon upon our land? These are these are fantastic prayers, you know. But whether there's a great outpouring or not, and I hope to God that there will be a great outpouring, there will be a great turning to God. But whether that happens or not in our lifetime, there's still today. That's today. That's a today where the Spirit of the Lord is upon you and the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Yes. And God wants us to make a difference Amen. to Him, for His love and His kingdom. You know, there's, if I had more time, which I know I don't, so that would, there's, lots of, there's lots of scriptures that talk about today, which I'd have loved to you know, have gone into. Like Hebrews 3.13. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sins to deceitfulness. Tell me, is it still today? Yes. Yes. I encourage somebody. That's what the Bible said. That's what that scripture said. Don't wait till tomorrow. If it's today, then encourage somebody. What a blessing that could be. Hebrews 3.15 says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Is it, is it today? Yes. Is God yes. spoken to you? Well, then say yes. Don't say no, don't harden your heart. Don't wait to, you know, sometimes we want to weigh things up till we, you know, we've got it, all the I's dotted, the T's crossed, and goodness knows what, it's been weighed up by it all and sundry before we're willing to say yes. If it's today, say yes, don't harden your heart. But those, those, you know, there are loads more. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation's come to your home. Jesus said to the man on the cross, you know, Today you'll be in paradise. Loads of todays. But there's one today that I do want to just go into in a little bit more, and that's in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. It says here, um, beginning of 2 Corinthians 6, it says, As God's partners, we beg you not to accept this marvellous gift of God's kindness and then ignore it. For God says, At just the right time, I heard you. On the day of salvation, I helped you. Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. I know we've all heard that scripture, haven't we? Today is the day of salvation. If you're a preacher, you'd have used that almost certainly to a gospel meeting, trying to rush people to make some sort of commitment. Today is the day of salvation. No one knows what a, a day may bring forth. You know, you might get run over by a bus tomorrow. Who knows? You better give your life to Jesus now. I've, I've, done, I've done all these things. But you know, this scripture actually was being spoken to the church in Corinth. This scripture was being taught to believers. So what could it possibly mean if, 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 if Paul was saying, today's the day of salvation, all these people are already born again. What, what could possibly this mean? I like the way that the Passion Bible describes this. It says, um, now since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvellous grace for granted, allowing it, listen to this, allowing it to have no effect on your lives. Wow, aren't those challenging words? That this gospel, this salvation that's been given you, having no effect on your lives. You know, knowing Jesus, if you're a Christian, knowing Jesus and having the Holy Spirit upon you and living in your life and living in your heart, you know, it should make a difference. You should be different to the next person next to you who doesn't know Jesus. There should be something about you that radiates the kingdom of God, and it should be now. It should be today, because today is the day of salvation. Mm. You know, we, 
we can't evangelize with empty words, you know, saying all the right things, but our lifestyle completely contradicts what we say. People ultimately will notice how you live. And we need to live as if we are saved, because today is the day of salvation. Paul goes on to write, I'll read this out of the Passion Bible, it says, Yet as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic in every way. For example, we have great endurance in hardships and persecutions. We don't lose courage in a time of stress and calamity. Are we in a time of stress and calamity? Yes. Have you lost courage? No. Praise God. God bless you now. <laughs> We've been beaten many times, imprisoned, and found ourselves in the midst of riots. We've endured many troubles, had sleepless nights and gone hungry. We have proved ourselves by our lifestyles of purity, by our spiritual insights, by our patience, and by showing kindness, by the spirit of holiness, and by our uncritical love for you. We commend ourselves to you by our truthful teachings, by the power of God working through us, and with the mighty weapons of righteousness, a sword in one hand and a shield in the other. Amid honour or dishonour, slander or praise, even when we are treated as deceivers and impostors, we remain steadfast and true. We are unknown nobodies whom everyone knows. We are frequently at death's door, yeah, here we are, we're still alive. We have been severely punished and yet not executed. We may suffer, yet in every season we are always found rejoicing. We may be poor, yet we bestow great riches on many. I love this last bit. We seem to have nothing, yet in reality we possess all things. That's living like you're saved. No matter what, somehow within me, something rises up and overcomes. There's joy, there's patience, there's kindness, there's, there's just everything there. Somehow, no matter how bad it gets, the life of God is shining and overflowing in us today. Today. We can't say, well, when the pandemic is over, then, you know, wow, we can get back to church again and everything will be great. And, you know, today. It's today. You know, we don't have to wait for some special time. We don't have to wait till we've turned a corner. We don't have to wait for a new chapter of our lives. We don't even, we don't even have to wait. Don't take this this wrong. We don't have to wait for some immediate answer to prayer, something you're praying for. You don't have to wait for the answer to that prayer before we can demonstrate the love and the peace and the grace and the power of the kingdom of God because the spirit of the Lord is upon us today. You know, if we've been saved, then we need to start living like we are saved today. We need to draw our strength from God, our hope from God, and let our lives be a living testimony to those around us today, to those people that God puts us alongside. Don't let waiting or challenging circumstances or anything really stop you from living today. So, in summary, today is a gift. Get that? If you, if you just remember that phrase when you go, today is a gift. You know, it's not wrong to think ahead, it's not wrong to plan. 
It's not wrong to be playing for, praying for revivals and, or prayers to be answered quickly. But you know, there's an inevitable waiting that comes on every one of us, don't we? We all end up having to wait for something. And there's no question, we are all waiting, aren't we? We're all waiting to see this pandemic over. We're all waiting to have our vaccine. We're all waiting to be safe again. We're all waiting to have a normal church meeting where we can sing our hearts out, eat lots of cakes and give everybody a big hug. We are longing for that. But you know, I don't know how long that's going to be. But we have today. We have today where we can still express all the fullness and the love of God. Let us not miss the opportunities that God places our, our way because, you know, we are still meeting people. We still belong to communities of work and neighbourhoods and families and friends and things like that. And we come alongside people and God is going to present us with opportunities. Don't say, well, when the pandemic's over, I'll invite them around for a meal and we can talk about Jesus. No, talk about Jesus now. Show the kindness of Jesus today. Show the love and the power of the kingdom of God today because it's today as long as it's still today and it is still today isn't it mm -hmm. we need to do these things you know we can safely focus on today because god knows the plans he has for us you know jesus said in his lord's prayer give us today our daily bread you know he gives us everything we need for today so when we get up in the morning, you know, we need to kind of pray the prayer like this. It's, Lord, through that which you have given for me today, may I be faithful in serving your kingdom and sharing your love to all those around me. We can do that today and every day. Let me finish with a final quote. And this is from Mindful Christianity Today. Now, I don't know if you don't have any people have come across that. You'll find it on Facebook. You go onto Facebook and type in Mindful Christianity Today, you'll find some interesting stuff there. And it, it, uh, there was an interesting quote uh, one, one day. It says, Morning is God's way of saying one more time, go make a difference, touch a heart, encourage a mind, inspire a soul, and enjoy the day. I love that. I'll read it again. Morning is God's way of saying one more time, Go make a difference, touch a heart, encourage a mind, inspire a soul, and enjoy the day, as long as it's today. It'd be good for us just to spend a, a moment just to reflect on what God's been saying to us and, and just pray. Maybe just ask yourself a question, am I living today as though I'm truly saved? Am I living as though the Spirit of the Lord is upon me to declare the day of the Lord's favour, to bring kindness and love to the poor and the needy, to pray for the sick and the, the infirm, you know? Am I living today as God really, really wants me? Or have I got circumstances? Am I suffering or am I waiting? Am I putting my overcoming life on hold at the moment? Am I so longing for something in the future that I've forgotten that I should be living for the now? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that today is the day of salvation. The Lord, each one of us here this 
this afternoon, Lord, we can rejoice in our salvation today. And even though, Lord, we are living in really strange and awkward times, the pandemic around us, we have so many constraints and restrictions imposed upon us. Lord, it's still today. Lord, you have given us everything we need to live in all your fullness today. And Lord, I pray for each one of us here. Lord, will you open our heart, open our minds to the possibilities of today. Do not let us, Lord, don't let us allow the constraints all around us to stop us from seeing your kingdom come and establish in our lives and the lives of those you place it in contact with. In Jesus' name. Amen. thing isn't it it's just like don't don't miss it don't miss what God's got today mm -hmm. just, just spend another moment just letting the Holy Spirit just 